Good afternoon, everyone. This is Wendy Myers. You're just listening to Everyday Animals. That song is called Insane from their new album, Under the Tyranny of Good Weather. It's a fantastic album. Go check it out. This is a Live to 110 podcast. Um, I'm a health and nutrition coach. I started my site, LiveTo110.com, to educate people about how to get healthy, how to lose weight, uh, treat their health conditions naturally without medication, and how to detox from heavy metals and industrial chemicals that are so prevalent in today's toxic world. And my goal at LiveTo110.com is to basically help you avoid disease and live a long, long, healthy life. And you know, living to 110. So please keep in mind that this program is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease or health condition because that would be illegal. Live to 110 radio is solely informational in nature. Please consult your healthcare practitioner before engaging in any treatment I suggest on this show. And if you have any comments or questions for our guest today, Leader Chan, all about physical therapy, please call in at 917-889-2838. Again, that's 917-889-2838. So pick up that phone and call in. Don't be shy. We want to uh, hear all about your questions if you're in pain, and we can maybe, like, check out your scenario and see what's going on. So don't be shy. Call in. Last week's show was great. I interviewed uh, Evan Brand from NotJustPaleo.com. We shed some light on, you know, basically how important it is to follow in the footsteps of our ancestors by following a paleo diet and talk a little bit about how to modify the paleo diet, get a little bit more healthy and relevant to today's world. And also we gave you some caveman fitness tips with a few questions about ancestral health and fitness. Um, so definitely check that out if you're wondering what uh, all the fuss is about over the paleo diet. And this is it was a fantastic show. Next week, I'm interviewing Amal Van Halsema of VHPilates.com. She's a master Pilates instructor whom I've been working with for about two years. She's a fantastic Pilates instructor and really incredibly knowledgeable, so I wanted to interview her and share her knowledge with you. She explores how Pilates improves your body and helps you rehab from injury and you know how it tones your body and gives you an amazing body. During the show, we're going to explore the benefits of Pilates, uh, the difference between reformer and mat classes, Pilates for pregnancy and postnatal care, and also how Pilates helps with uh, people that have multiple sclerosis, stenosis, and are rehabbing from injuries. Uh, We're also going to talk about how Pilates benefits men and specifically how it complements cross-training in many sports like golf and, uh, you know, equestrian sports, etc. So... Check out this really fantastic show on Tuesday, April 30th at 2 p.m. So today's show, I'm really excited. I'm going to be interviewing my brilliant physical therapist. How are you, Leader? Fine. Uh, Hello, everybody. Uh, It's an honor to be on the show, Wendy. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you. Yeah, I really wanted to have you on because I, I just think you have so much knowledge and you're just such an amazing physical therapist. I've worked with a lot of physical therapists, and uh, I just really haven't had the uh, accelerated improvement that I've had when I'm working with you. And oh, thank so you I really, very much. 
Yeah, you're welcome. So I really wanted to have you on the show and, you know, let everyone know how they can also reduce their pain um, because you don't you don't have to walk around in pain and in agony. And so basically, um, uh, Leader, you work at, you know, Orthopedic Physical Therapy and Association in West Los Angeles. And you're a doc. Yeah, you're a doctor of physical therapy. You have your doctorate from USC. And. Basically, I found you because I finally succumbed to physical therapy after I had unrelenting back pain following the birth of my child. And I I put off getting help because basically I thought that physical therapy was for older, debilitated people. But, you know, I was basically in denial that I actually fell into this category. Yeah, that's that's actually a lot of people's thought, uh, to to be honest with you. Yeah, it's actually... um it's actually a common misunderstanding to this profession. Uh, we will actually talk a little bit more later on. And, um, yeah, I want to actually really um, introduce uh, uh, what true, um, what physical therapy truly is um, to our listener, to let them actually get an idea of uh, when and what, uh, when they need to see their physical therapist and what the physical therapist can do for them. Um, we can actually talk about that uh, later on as well. Yeah, because I hate when I uh, see people, I hear about people in pain, or I see some of my friends that are, you know, in a, a tremendous amount of pain, and they just feel like they just have to deal with it, and they just have to take pain pills to suppress the symptoms. And and listeners out there, you don't have to live like that. You can get your body functioning how it was prior to your your event or your, your injury. So that's that's my message today is you don't have to live in pain. So, Leader, you work at, uh, uh, you know, right near UCLA, you work at Orthopedic Physical Therapy and Association in West Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and I hear that you did the USC doctorate program. And I was just wondering, you know, how long did that take and how was your experience there? Uh, yeah, uh, uh, actually, uh, at the time when I was in USC, uh, they offered different uh, kind of program. I was a physical therapist in Taiwan, actually, Um uh in back in nineties. Uh and after I after I came here they offer a different program for people who's already who already got their uh their degree in, in physical therapy, their bachelor degrees in physical therapy, uh to be um to be continued to uh, to actually achieve a um a better uh, or a higher educational level. So I was in their um post professional uh Doctor of Physical Therapy program. It's okay. a little bit different than right now they're offering. Right now they actually try to shift uh, the program into uh, what they call entry level uh, Doctor of Physical Therapy program. So it, that means that um, they don't really take uh, uh, physical therapists who's already earned their degree before. They right now want to actually promote physical therapy. Um, into the next level to have everybody actually graduate from the doctoral degree. Oh, right good, now. good. Mm-hmm. And so, so how did you turn to physical therapy? Like what led you down that path? Oh, um, yeah, when I was back in Taiwan, we um, I didn't really know what physical therapy is at the time until I was in the school uh, and I become a volunteer in the hospital. I started to see how uh, physical therapists actually help uh, patients. And... Uh, I start to get uh, get to know what physical therapists, and I found it's actually fascinating at the time. 
when I get uh, more in, count, uh, in contact with a patient, with a therapist actually working with a patient at a time. So uh, I want to be like them. But um, uh, back in Taiwan in the uh, in late 90s, we don't really have uh, a lot of advanced uh, knowledge with uh, what uh, the physical therapist uh, should do or should go, or physical therapist uh, profession should go at the time. That's why I decided to actually come to the United States to actually seek for higher degrees of education to try to, um, to figure it out. And after I graduate uh, from here, I have the opportunity to actually start a practice here. And I actually, um, I actually loved, uh, loved, and uh, I actually uh, fell into love with uh, this environment. So that's why I started, uh, 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 I started uh, my own practice over here and start to uh, help patients over here. Yeah, Southern California is a nice place to work. Huh? <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. And, you know, I have to say, I've worked with a few other physical therapists before being referred to you by a really good friend, and uh, I was really bummed because she actually referred me to you about a year ago, and I just put off going because I just, you know, I just kept thinking that my back pain was going to go away or somehow it's going to get better. And I did see some improvement with these other therapists, but I really improved by leaps and bounds since working with you. Because I've been working with you for about, I don't know, seven months or so. And for the first time in years, I'm not in pain all day long with back pain. So what it is that do what is do you think that you do differently than other physical therapists? Um actually um to become a, a become um become a, a, a therapist, you actually need to really focus on uh examination or evalu- evaluation part, which is actually um sometimes um, easily forgotten by a lot of therapists. You need to really know what your patient uh, needs to be uh, achieved in the beginning in order to actually um, to make your treatment pro- uh, program and actually to make it effective. Mm-hmm. And uh, we all been taught that in school, but uh, as we practice um, alone uh, for years, we actually, we some of us actually um, kind of like uh, forget about how important it is. I have to remind myself constantly as well because uh, if you don't have a good evaluation of what's going on on the patient, it will lead to will lead your treatment program to um to uh, to eventually uh, a failure um pathway. So mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to help your patient um if you don't start right. Well, what I noticed with you is, say, these other therapists I work with, they were spending an entire hour like doing exercises, and maybe occasionally they would uh, do some electrostimulation where they put these little electrodes on your back and stimulate your muscles to relax them. But with you, you actually really get in there and just dig into the body part and, like, you're manipulating it. And it's actually, you know, a little bit painful, but... I think that it's definitely necessary to manipulate the body in a way to get it yeah. to to change, to get to change the alignment, whatever. And I didn't have that with other physical therapists. We were just doing exercises. So, uh, so why yeah. is that so, necessary to do the physical manipulation? Uh, no problem. Uh, that, let me uh, elaborate on that a little bit. First of all, um, this actually... Um, we need to actually um, differentiate us with uh, with a chiropractor. They uh, they use uh, the word manipulation and use adjustment a lot. And uh, I think a lot of the listeners are actually going to get easily confused with us and chiropractors as well. Um, first of all, we um, we don't really 
we don't really use um, that that term a lot. Adjustment. Uh, we like to use the term um, um, mobilization or uh, joint mobility. That's why we care the most. Uh, as a physical therapist, we actually evaluate, we examine um, body's adaptive dysfunction. That means that when the body is actually having some problem, they actually start to compensate and they start to develop uh, sort of a, a series of a dysfunctional uh, adaptation based on what the problem they're having. So, uh, in that when that happens, sometimes muscle gain to uh, a very tightness stage or. Uh, will eventually get into spasm, and the joints are now moving well. It depends upon which part of the joint. It could happen on your shoulder, on your spine, on your knee, on your hip, or even on the ankle, on the wrist. So uh, we, we, like to use, uh, we, use, we like to use the techniques that actually help your joint to move. Uh, and that's actually uh, very different than the uh, chiropractic adjustment. So that's a part that a lot of patients actually um, will actually be easily confused. When we actually reach to the spine, especially your neck or your mid-back, your lower back area, uh, because of uh, uh, because they hear the popping sounds out, or uh, yeah. what we call the cavitation. Uh, but we're actually not really I love that sound. <laughs> <laughs> we love actually it. are not interested in that sound. We're actually interested in the mobility or the how mobile the joint that we actually create. And that's mm-hmm. actually what our treatment goal is, because we need to identify what are the joints that are actually not functioning well, not moving well, and we want to actually specifically treat those joints to actually make uh, those joints to move better or to actually recover the movement of the joint. Well, so, do chiropractors um, work with the joints? Because I know every time I've gone to a chiropractor, they, they only uh, do my back. But do they work with joint, like ankle joints and knee joints and things like that? Yeah, uh, so we're actually doing a lot more than just spine. We actually we move almost every joint you can find in your body. We even move your jaw, the TMJ, the the, the joint over there. We actually move uh, every single joint you can find. Um, so uh, that's actually a lot more than just spine. But I'm using spine as a, as a, you know as a as an example because it's actually the easier to hear. Uh, so a lot of my patients actually sometimes get uh, excited uh, hearing that, but uh, I need to carefully explain to them that it's not a chiropractic adjustment. Uh, so we don't really uh, get into chiropractor's uh, category because they, they do their adjustment for some reason. They want to do that in order to enhance um, their uh, the body's function or some other, um, some other knowledge-based um, uh, techn- uh, techniques they're having over there. So that's what uh, that's actually the most important thing I need to actually have our listener or uh, my patient to actually know when I when I treat them in the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So can you tell listeners out there what exactly is physical therapy? Yeah, that's actually a very big topic, but I can actually um, I can actually give a, a a better idea in a very um, very um, very um, like a very um, very easy way. Um, physical therapy is actually, um, or physical therapists, uh, is actually, um, they're like uh, teachers to actually help you to move well, to actually retrieve um, uh, your your function or your 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 healthy your health your health healthy uh, or your healthy way to uh, to move to move your body. And um, 
with physical therapy, we don't use medication. We use a variety of uh, physical therapy uh, agents or uh, modalities to achieve the, the goal in the beginning. We use uh, menu therapy. That means we use hands-on work to work on the patient, like I, like I said before, to... Um, to uh, to help the joints or uh, to join to help the joints to move to calm down um, the tension on the muscle, or to actually help the inflammation to go away from a certain area when you're having it, and then uh, physical therapists will actually uh, make up uh, exercise programs specific customized for a certain specific uh, situation to help the patient to recover from their injured uh, um, state to actually help them to go back to um, to their um, healthy functional um, movement or um, or uh, situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. know my goal is just to be able to go on a 30-minute walk without my back hurting. <laughs> <laughs> it's just kind of like kind of pathetic, but... Um, but it's working. It's no, yeah, it, and, and, and you, you actually mentioned a very important thing. We, uh, with a physical therapist, we actually need to hear what patient's goal is because uh, sometimes if you don't understand patient's goal, you might actually should uh, you you actually might estimate too much or too little for the patient uh, when they when you want them to reach a certain degree of uh, of achievement. Like for you, you want to actually. Have a thirty-minute walk with your, with you know, with your dog. And we can actually specific um, uh, achieve that based on what you want. But uh, with uh, athletes, we actually need to actually uh, set up a different goal if they want to go back to um, their sports or um, their professional, um, you know, um, uh, performance. So it's very different. That's why I say that it, um, the physical therapist when they when they uh, when they actually uh, build up when they establish uh, the exercise program, it has to be very specific. It has to be customized. So it's mm-hmm. not like your gym exercise program that uh, you're exercising in the gym is actually specific for your dysfunction or your injury. So that's another part that a lot of the patient that they don't really um, they don't really see or they don't really understand. So whenever uh, their physician that asks them to see a physical therapist. They don't really know what's going on over there. So this is actually a great opportunity for me to introduce uh, what we're doing um, uh, to um, all the listeners. Yeah, I had no idea when my my OBGYN suggested that I see a physical therapist when my back pain post-pregnancy wasn't relenting. It wasn't going away. I, I had no idea what it was. And uh, I'm glad that I, I – and it took me a couple months to make the call and finally sign up and – and just walking around needlessly in pain, but I'm really glad that I finally made the call because, I mean, that was three years ago. I'm three, yeah. you know, because I worked with a couple of bad therapists before. I didn't make the progress that I had hoped, um, but it's just taken, it takes some time for the body to change. Um, but I wanted you to tell the listeners uh, what kind of healing techniques are used, like what kind of, I know you sure. said you do the manipulation, but I want to hear more about electrostimulation and icing and maybe some other techniques to use yes. to um, assist the people in healing. Sure. Uh, so um, for physical therapists, we use a variety of uh, techniques. Um, you know, the menu, te- the, 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 the menu te- techniques, actually one of them is actually just one part of them. We use uh, electric stimulation to actually uh, drop down the inflammation, help the muscle to relax, or even promote a healing process. You can use it on a different kind of a stage. We use uh, a ultrasonic treatment 
Uh, now the diagnostic ultrasonic um, uh, equipment, we use a therapeutic ultrasonic um, equipment to actually help to uh, promote um, a deep layer of a muscle spasm or, uh, or muscle pain to actually to heal by relaxing them uh, with uh, ultrasonic treatment. Yeah, I love uh, the little wand. They, yeah. they and, open them. Uh, so I'm so much better after you use it on me. It's like this deep warmth, <laughs> or something that gets deep into the muscles. Yes, the and uh, some of some of us, go. yeah, some of us like me, uh, we uh, we use uh, taping techniques. Uh, there's a variety of uh, taping that you can choose. Uh, uh, I'm actually um, I'm actually specializing in kinesio taping. Um, uh, and it's actually, I found that it's actually really fascinating to either reduce the edema for, um, for especially pitting edema for my uh, post-operational uh, post patients uh, when, after they actually just finished the surgery. And you can use kinesio tape uh, to reduce muscle, uh, muscle uh, spasm or uh, tension, where you can either promote a weak um, muscle area to actually make it functional better. So that's one of another uh, specialty I'm actually using in my practice. Uh, some of the therapists. Actually, interesting. That's interesting. That taping can help edema and uh, muscle weakness and the spasming. Yeah, um, and some of the therapists actually use uh, laser to promote healing. Um, um, you know, on a certain area. I don't have la laser in my practice, but I know that uh, that's a pretty latest technology, and I know that um, there's a growing amount of therapists actually using laser um, in their practice to help to promote healing. And um, I, I think, yeah, that's that's uh, that's pretty much about uh, the physical therapy modalities we're using normally. Well, you, use, you use traction too, right? Yeah, we do use me mechanical traction, but we use that for a specific uh, purpose. When uh, when patients are actually having um, a disc injury or disc situation, depends upon the evaluation process. Uh, traction can be very helpful, uh, help, very helpful to actually get rid of um, uh, disc impingement to the to the nerve or the pressure to the nerve. It could actually mm -hmm. uh, help uh, to to regain um, pretty tremendous amount of um, the function and reduce a lot of pain. Yeah, so we, we do use traction. What what is that exactly? Like uh, what happens? The person lay on the table and they're Oh yeah, uh, we 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 basically strap the patient on the table, and we use um, the mechanical force to actually uh, decompress the, um, the the area that actually being uh, pinching on the nerve. So by doing that, we can actually um, we can actually uh, shift the way the pressure from um, from that area to help patient to reduce um, their um, uh, to to reduce the involvement of um, of a specific uh, pressure to to the nerve. So um, that that's 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 exactly how how it, it actually does the work. Uh, so it's like you're pulling pulling their neck. It's like a machine that's pulling their uh, neck. Yeah, you you pull the neck. You can pull you can pull the neck, or you can pull the lower back. So it depends upon how you set it okay. up. We we can set it up both ways. Uh, either way, not both ways. Either way, yeah. Okay, and you use icing too, right? Yeah, we do. Um, ice, heat. It really depends upon patient's need. We we like to ice uh, to use ice in a in a very uh, in a very acute inflammation, and we use heat as well um, to actually reduce uh, muscles uh, uh, tension or uh, muscle stress. Uh, that way, uh, those are actually um, those are actually part of um, part of a combined um, 
um, physical agent we use usually um, the patient with an electric stim. Yeah. Well, I think a, a lot of people think they're going to be coming into physical therapy to get a massage, like they're in a spa or something. Do you use massage in physical therapy? Uh, yes, that's another uh, interesting um, comment. Yeah, I do have uh, several patients coming, like they're, they're looking for massage place. Uh, we do yeah. do, uh, not massage, but uh, we do do therapeutic soft tissue work or soft tissue mobilization. The reason why we call it uh, in that specific term is because when we move um, a certain muscle or ligament or soft tissue area, we're actually doing it for therapeutic purpose. We want to actually heal uh, the muscle's interference with that area. Uh, it's really not going to be a very nice massage, like a nice uh, relaxing massage that you're going to expect in the spa. So a lot of patients end up uh, having question: Isn't this to be nice relaxation massage? No, it's actually not. So when you, I heard people like uh, some funny noises, like they're screeching and they're. Yeah. <laughs> so when you meet your physical therapist, you're you're not going to. Expect expect a nice relaxation or massage for most of a part. For most of a part, yeah. They're doing that for a therapeutic purpose. Sometimes they need to actually get rid of um, a lot of muscle tension you're having or a lot of uh, scar tissue formation you're having. So they're actually breaking down those uh, those patterns. That's actually involved with some pain because um, they're stretching the pain fiber as well So yeah. in that area. Yeah, yeah tell me about it. <laughs> Well, you know, I've been coming to see you for about six months with all kinds of injuries, namely, you know, both my wrists yeah. were hurting from doing too much yoga. I'd sprained both of them. And then even after they weren't hurting anymore, you continue to adjust them. So why is this necessary exactly? Okay. Um, so um, first of all, yeah, um, uh, we want the, the joints to be moving in a certain way that we like it to be. We don't want, uh, we don't want any restriction with uh, joints uh, motion. But, however, when you actually uh, accumulate your, your injury or your dysfunctional uh, condition for, um, for a certain time, I'll say that after about three to four uh, months, your body starts to adapt the changes. So it's going to be hard to actually correct your body's um, doing. So um, when we're doing, uh, when we, when, when, especially Wendy, when you, when you actually carrying those chronic um, situation, we have to educate your body to move in the right way. But sometimes we can achieve it with only one visit or only one treatment. So uh, sometimes it's necessary for us to continue to correct the way that your body moves. So, um, Is that because your your body kind of wants to go back to the old holding pattern, like the old alignment that yes, we just exactly. Yeah. So once we achieve that, uh, usually we'll follow with uh, exercise to try to to get you out of that cycle because we don't want to to have you to stay in that cycle forever. So that's actually um, the that's actually a very important part of a physical therapy. We want to educate our patient get rid of the cycle, especially the pain cycle they're actually getting involved with. That way they don't have to see us forever. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so it's also important to not think that you're going to be able to go in there and get a quick fix to the physical therapist. It, it takes time for the body to change. It takes time yes. for the body to realign, and it takes time to teach the body to stay in that proper alignment. So you're looking yeah. at some time to heal your body. It's not going to happen like overnight. 
No, it does not. Um, and like I uh, like I said earlier before, uh, throughout the research, we find that um, after your body is actually in pain or in dysfunction for about three to four months, it actually starts to imprint uh, those memories um, into your movement pattern. So. Uh, so that's why it become chronic because um, our body just learn from those um, those information. So when we get you, uh, when we get patients out of uh, those cycles, it does take time because we want body to receive uh, new information to correct to to correct their movement pattern to help them to move uh, in a healthier way again. Yeah, so, so that's like why. Three or four months for the the brain to learn the new pattern. Um, really depends upon how long you've been suffering. The the, the longer you're suffering, you know that that imprint um, message actually gets more stubborn. So, um, so I'll say that if if you're actually acquiring a new injury, it will be a lot faster um, to to take care of it if it's within about three months. After it's actually passed about three or four months mark, it's actually going to we're going to either either spend about about twice as um, longer to really get your body to go, or sometimes even longer than that. If it's actually more than about a year or two, I do have patients coming to the office when they're suffering with the pain or the same pain pattern for about about two three years, and that those are the patients that's actually very difficult to um, to to pull them out of their their pain cycle. So uh, it does involve a lot of work, a lot of time. Those are the patients I always tell them that you, you're probably going to expect that you're going to stay with us for a longer time, like about four, five months, in order to actually break out that pattern. Yeah. Yeah, and so that reiterates the point that listeners out there, if you're in pain, don't wait to get help. You know, and don't go to your doctor and just accept that he's just going to give you pain medication because that's only going to make it worse. But it's uh, get in to see someone, a physical therapist, preferably leader if you live in Los Angeles. <laughs> Thank but you, mm-hmm. the longer you wait, the worse it's just going to get and then the longer it's going to take to heal. So I had another question. Um, mm-hmm. Whenever I come into the office, you adjust my back every time. Um, why exactly is that necessary to adjust yeah, my um, back? Yeah, once again, um, it's really involved with uh, how long you've been suffering with that lower back pain, and um, and what kind of uh, what kind of uh, what kind of uh, injury you actually got originally in the beginning. Like for for you for for Wendy's situation, because uh, her joints, um, a lot of her joints are now actually moving exactly the way that we want it to be, uh, even though we give, give we. We uh, we actually gave her um, uh, numerous uh, treatments already, so that's why um, that's why we need to continue to actually give them the, inf- the right information. Uh, but like I said, um, after we actually give that uh, right information, we want the body to move the way we want. So uh, we usually will accompany with um, with uh, exercise to actually help um, the body to change. So for Wendy's case, because um, it's actually been a long time, so it's really hard to to have the body to really get the right information for just just few times. So so that's why um, we have to continue to give further treatment in order to hope the body to pick the right information. Uh, so that's why Wendy, that's why we uh, we need to continue to give you that treatment. 
But, I know, like, uh, it's my, it's like my spine just wants to keep popping out of alignment. Like, I just, I mean, every week, I come in once a week, and just every week the whole spine adjusts. Like, it all kind of cracks, so to speak. I know you probably hate that word. But yeah. it, uh, it, like, you just have to force it back into alignment, back into the proper alignment. Yeah, just, actually, like the alignment is... Yeah, alignment is actually the terminology that uh, chiropractors use a lot uh, in their um, in their uh, profession. So we don't really use that that word. Uh, like I said um, in the beginning, we use uh, the word like uh, mobility. Your your spine, your joints mobility, individual joints mobility, just really not good. So we have to continue to provide that mobility for you to actually use uh, those uh, those joints. Otherwise, you're not going to use it. That's it. Yeah. And so what is that technique you use? Um I, I was talking to someone they said they that you kind of use an osteopathic technique that who's you know uh, doctor. Yeah, um I was uh, actually fortunate enough uh we have um I have a continuing education with uh with USC and they they actually have a uh osteopath uh, the doctor of osteopath actually start to teach us how to mobilize our patient more correctly. So uh so I was fortunate enough I can actually retrieve that training, and I've been using that a lot. Um, we uh, we oftentimes when we mobilize our patient correctly, their body will actually um, will actually respond to um, to to a better way um, and to heal in a better way. So um, I'm actually using a lot of that right now. So what is the difference between the osteopathic technique that you use and the chiropractic technique? Uh, we, like I said, uh, we we need to actually find a very uh, specific uh, joint. Um, that's what we uh, we do a lot, and uh, we don't we don't use a very um, we don't use a very um, high velocity force. We uh, we use actually more like a like a gentle, uh, more gentle, uh, more gentle force, and we like to get the muscle to get involved. So that's mm-hmm. that's actually a huge difference. So even though sometimes you still hear um, some cavitation or some popping sound, if you will, or cracking, but uh, no, like I sound. said, we, <laughs> we we don't really we don't really uh, we don't really keep looking for for that. We actually look for uh, you know the the joint to actually move in a in a in a normal physiological way. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed um, definitely after I have uh, you fix my you know manipulate my back and put it back into the proper mobility. Mm-hmm. Um, my back's definitely sore the next day. Like the muscles are in a new yes. pattern because they're kind of sore. Imagine that uh, if we tied up your your elbow, your shoulder for quite a long time, and we try to release it, you're going to feel the the same amount of soreness. It just uh, that's actually such a tiny. Uh, for example, for your case, it's actually a very tiny joint. That's why um, you don't really feel it in your normal life. But it's actually exactly what you're doing to tie up your joints over there. So when we first re, uh, you know, release those joints from immobility, it, it must be soreness actually coming out of that, that area. Yeah, because you just actually resume the, um, you know, the joint circulation and the joints start to move. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's how much it takes, yeah. Okay. So I want to revisit the electro-stim that you use. Um, I want you to explain exactly what that is um, and exactly why that you use it. Because I know what it is is you take about four 
little pads uh, that yeah. transmit the electricity and you hook them up you know to wire to this machine and i yes. sit there for about 15 minutes while it's kind of contracting and relaxing contracting and relaxing and after 15 minutes of that it feels like you have like an hour massage like your muscles <laughs> are totally relaxed i love it so yes. why exactly what purpose does that serve and why you use it uh, we use it for different uh, reasons um uh, in a in a very acute uh, stage of uh, injury, like when there is a lot of inflammation, we u- usually use that with uh, with uh, with ice together. We're hoping to actually uh, use that, uh, you know, uh, the the you know the pumping or the whatever you're feeling, uh, you just uh, described, uh, along with ice to really calm down the inflammation in the area, and uh, especially. Um, in a really acute um, swell or inflamed area, and also the the numbing effect from um, from the uh, electric stimulus or electric stimulation itself will actually help to reduce the pain feeling uh, when patients first come in uh, when they're actually uh, really inflamed. Uh, so that's actually a, a really good uh, tool to use. But later on. And the later on stage, like uh, your stage, uh, when there's actually a chronic uh, muscle um, tension or a, a really higher tension, uh, we use that with heat to actually promote, um, you know, the circulation and to reduce the tension on the muscle, and at the meantime, give you a nice, uh, like, uh, massage feeling. So uh, depends upon each stage. We can use it with a different purpose. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Okay. And I noticed you had some Pilates equipment in the office. And yes, I like, do. How are Pilates and other exercise techniques used to help patients? Yeah, um, Pilates Pilates equipment we are having in our office is just a very. Um, it's just a, one of the very uh, ex, uh, one of the many exercise techniques we actually use to help patients, and. Um, uh, not like a van, uh, uh, which is the, the guest. Uh, who's the guest you're going to you're going to invite next week? I'm not a Pilates instructor. So what we're doing is just retrieving some of um, uh, some of the uh, Pilates uh, technique or uh, some of the Pilates exercise that's actually suitable for uh, for specific need of a patient. We're not going the entire Pilates program in uh, in my practice. And uh, we also utilize some other uh, very, uh, very different uh, exercise technique to help patients. Uh, one of our unique techniques uh, when we're actually evaluating the patient's need uh, in terms of a, a therapeutic exercise program is we actually uh, specific target to their, their long-lost uh, function. Uh, for example, if, uh, if an athlete actually comes in with um, with uh, uh, for example, if it's a if it's a pitcher uh, from the from the baseball team, when it comes in with a shoulder issue, we don't really we don't really only focus on the shoulder because uh, sometimes it's not the shoulder that's actually the area that need to be blamed for or need to be actually taking the credit of the of the dysfunction. We actually search it down to the entire body to actually find that where are the actually associated dysfunction along with the shoulder pain. So sometimes you're going to be amazed to find out um, uh, a pitcher is actually um, having an ankle sprain uh, or an ankle injury in the beginning, and he starts to actually adjust his pitching uh, posture and start to actually um, irritate his rotator cuff 
to actually start to give uh, some uh, information on the rotator cuff tendon and end up with some more further injuries. However, if you actually uh, have that picture just work out in the gym to regain shoulders uh, strength, it's really not enough. You actually need to actually carefully examine that particular uh, situation and try to find where's the other source that's actually causing that particular problem. So in this case, uh, this is actually an, an actual patient we're having. He actually acquired ankle sprain uh, repetitively uh, from other other sports. He likes to um, he likes to play uh, soccer as well, and he ended up actually um, adjusting his own posture uh, while he's pitching, and actually end up uh, giving himself um, a rotator cuff injury. So uh, mm. one of the beauty of our exercise program is because we need to actually see that, and then we can customize um, for a patient a different need. And we, we like to train patients in a, in a very different way than, 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 them, than you guys are actually being trained in the gym. Because in the gym, you're actually more focused on the definition of a muscle. You actually want to be look good with, uh, with the, muscles, the um, muscles definition, or you want that muscle to actually show up to stand out. In our exercise program, we don't really do that. We actually train the muscle to be functioning in the right way with a right uh, with a right strength. So a lot of our exercise, we will not actually specific specifically train one muscle only. We're actually training uh, different muscle, even different mu- uh, body group or different joints. Uh, in a in a systematic way or in an integrative way to have them to function to maximizing um, either athlete's performance or to maximizing your strength when you actually need it to recover uh, yourself um, to uh, to a normal uh, physiological um, movement pattern. Yeah, so I, I, I hope that, that actually I... answered your question a little bit better. Yeah, I have to say I know how that athlete feels with the kind of transference of one injury to another because yeah. I kind of had a similar thing. Is when I'm sitting on my butt writing my blog, yeah. my butt hurts. And I would yes. come in to be like, leader, my butt is hurting, like the very end of my tailbone. Mm-hmm. And it really was a muscle in kind of like my lower back that was yes. tight or irritated, causing this exactly. transference of pain to like the bottom of my butt but I it's really funny because I because you think that the pain is being caused exactly from the area from whence it's coming yeah. but it's actually can be from another area yeah um, exactly I was using a very extreme case because that's what that's what really that was that was a really fun case we we found but what my my point is sometimes where you have pain is not necessarily where you, where uh, where is actually causing the pain? So that part that part is actually the value of a, of a physical therapist, because uh, we will be able to try to identify or to at least to find that um, uh, find the, the the link between those uh, for you uh, for you to understand your body a little bit better. That way you don't acquire the same kind of injury again. So uh, it's actually uh, it's actually the most valuable um, I mean standout um, um, you know um, position we're actually having. Well, you know, here's a basic question for you: What sure. exactly causes pain? <laughs> Again, that's a very broad question. Yeah, so um, it really depends upon uh, what kind of pain you're having. First of all, pain is a learning learning behavior. 
we don't really actually acquire that uh, when we were first born. And we uh, some of some of the pain signal is actually uh, a learning behavior. So um, so um, again, it's really it's a really a uh, broad topic. So I'm trying to be uh, brief and short. Um, pain. Pain is usually a signal that actually warns your body that actually something's wrong, but they can explain themselves. So uh, when you actually have pain, you probably need to respect that, even though it's actually starting uh, with uh, some minor stuff. So when you actually pay more respect to the pain signal, you're actually going to be able to regain uh, your, uh, your health a lot faster. So um, different kind of pain that will lead you to different kind of uh, profession to actually try to get help. But uh, a lot of uh, us, well, there's a pain signal that actually we uh, forget what we actually try to uh, not to deal with. Um, um, and it's pretty often that we, we do that. It's actually um, like um, the na- nagging, achy pain. Uh, specifically speaking, uh, it could be from the lower back. It could be from the neck. It could be from uh, any kind of uh, joints that... Uh, you use a lot, like your shoulder, your elbow. Sometimes when you acquire uh, a necking, achy pain, you just pop in the, the you know, the pain pills uh, or some some anti-inflammatories to actually try to control it. Uh, but when you actually accumulate enough um, enough change or enough um, enough uh, pathological uh, change, it actually become um, it, it actually become a, a true um, damage to uh, to the structure. So, um, so what I'm trying to say is, um, when that happens, it's actually harder to uh, to treat it. So, um, a very simple rule to respect your pain is actually um, when you actually have a pain repeatedly and you cannot control that with your pain pill, it comes it comes on, on again and again. It's actually the time that you seek for professional help. Uh, mm-hmm. Either you can actually go to your physician or you can go to your physical therapist. Uh, depends upon what kind of a pain you're having. In turn, if it's actually uh, related to any dysfunctional um, um, uh, injuries, like uh, posture, like you're uh, you're now having a good posture, and you know that for sure that that the pain actually comes from that, or uh, you require um, um, you know um, some dysfunctional movement pattern that that the pain is actually required from that. You can actually um, try to seek uh, help from, from your physical therapist. And and I think that's actually a healthier attitude um to actually um to to face um to face um the pain. Yeah. Well you know a, a few clients I've referred to you have they've waited years to seek treatment and just pop pain pills to get to the day. What are some of the problems with taking pain pills for pain and how exactly does this worsen someone's condition? Yeah, uh, as we uh, or as we always uh, actually educate our patients, or as a lot of physicians are educating their, their their patients, you know that that's another uh, big topic of a pain. Uh, when you pop in a lot of pain pills, you actually raise your uh, threshold to detect the pain, and it actually become a cycle. Uh, it's become a pain cycle. So. Uh, it's not only masking uh, the symptoms or the original injury you're having. It's also actually making your body, um, um, you know, truly uh, does more um, adaptive um, changes. 
So uh, that means that your body is actually going to be more dysfunctional or the injury you're suffering is actually going to become worse, but you're just actually using uh, those pills to mask uh, the the true, um, the true um, situation that you're having. And... And later on, it becomes a learning cycle. So you're educating your body to actually to be okay in that kind of way. And it will really deteriorate your body's uh, health. And your your um, and not only that, but eventually your, your mental health as well. Because um, you're actually going to be dependent upon um, uh, heavier dosage of a pen pure or, or heavier um, or stronger kind. Which it's it's really not a really good cycle we want uh, our patient or our listener to stay with. Yeah, I got I got stuck in a cycle like that before I got pregnant. I was I don't know why I kind of hurt, hurt my lower back and I started taking Vicodin for it because hey I was in pain I, I need to take a pain pill and then yeah, I, exactly. I it's I slowly learned that because I couldn't feel my back I would do things that I shouldn't be doing because it would hurt normally which is. Uh, basically the signal that my body is giving me to tell me to stop and stop doing this activity and lie down. But I also was injuring my back more and more because I couldn't feel the pain that is signal to my body to like just shut up and sit down. Exactly. And, and so I, I was doing that. I'd, and I would stay on these pain pills for a little, you know, quite a while be, before I finally dawned on me, if I don't stop taking them, my back's never going to heal. Yeah, so um, that that's actually the cycle that um, well we we've been talking about that your body is not moving toward to the healing uh, is actually moving to um, to a, a pathological uh, adaptation. So you're actually just dragging yourself away from healing more and more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and not only well, that, you're actually you're you're actually giving your physician or your therapist a, a big headache if you continue to do that because um uh, there's there's there will be very few things they can do for you but um, but other than but keep uh, in, increasing your uh, your pain medication volume or give you a stronger kind of a pain medication until it fails and it's really not a good uh, pathway to stay on. Well, when I was first injured, like I injured my back about six weeks after I had my baby. I started working out thinking I could just work out like I used to, even though I hadn't worked out for like nine months. Um, I did not want to see a physical therapist because, you know, I thought it was for elderly people who were out of shape, you know, and that wasn't me. So <laughs> I postponed treatment for months until I just couldn't take my back pain anymore. What can happen if you wait too long when you're in pain to see a physical therapist or other healing practitioner? Uh, no problem. Yeah, like I said, it, it could actually go into that kind of pain cycle we were just talking about. And, yeah, to correct that, um, I think a lot of the patients, when they're actually hesitating to see a therapist, yeah, that's actually one of their many uh, many thoughts. They just think that therapists are actually... Um, uh, for elderly uh, patient to go to um, to actually to work with or to um, or to um, or to actually teach them how to um, exercise or to walk, but actually uh, uh, to actually answer your question a little bit better, physical therapists actually uh, see a, a really variety of uh, kind of uh, patients. Our patient age group actually starting from infants to all the way to about about ninety. 95 years old. I actually have um, a 93-year-old actually um, in our practice, 
and I have um, I have a list, as little as about uh, four year old in in my practice as well. So, um, if if you if you really wait for too long, you you're actually unavoidably you're going to set yourself into that kind of a pain cycle. It's actually an endless cycle. It's 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 never you're never going to get a chance to to come off that cycle, and it depends upon on your pain medication um, forever, uh, which is really not a good thing to do. Yeah, and a lot of people do that. They just they just wait a long time. And you know, for instance, I um have referred a few patients to come into your office mm-hmm. um that are they're just in so much pain that you can you couldn't even touch them. Mm-hmm. So what may someone have to do before you're able to treat them if they're in so much pain that you're not able to um give them more mobility or manipulate yeah, them. Yeah, this is actually this is a part that we need to coordinate well with uh with uh, pain management physicians. Um if the patient's uh, inflammation or pain is actually really outrageous and we can't really uh con- we ne- we can't really control or contain it uh, uh from our treatment. Oftentimes we need to actually get help from the pain management physician. They could uh, they could actually they can actually help patient to do uh more stuff um uh, in terms of uh, their um their uh their injections or their other kind of approach to actually to help to to shut that cycle down in a more aggressive way and in that time I'll either actually refer the patient out to a proper physician or to actually consult with uh, their referring physicians to see if uh, uh, we can actually get together to actually offer more uh, more aggressive help, uh, not just actually from a physical therapy point of view, but uh, but to actually get uh, some other professional's um, opinion and idea to uh, to help the patient um, in a better way. So, so those injections uh, that you talked about, those are for like uh, I'm assuming to reduce inflammation that's causing reduce the pain. inflammation, but- reduce uh, the pain to. To get rid to get rid of that uh, that pain cycle, we we're just talking about that, like popping the the pain pills and waited to subside it, and the pain started again. Uh, they oftentimes the pain management physician uh, they could actually do aggressive approach to really shut that cycle down to the, for the patient to start physical therapy. Uh, that way, um, patient actually get a greater result, and they don't have to wait for a long time for for okay. for those uh, for those uh, situation to shut down. Okay. So, so how long after an injury should you see a physical therapist? Because some people think they should wait, like it should heal for a few days first, and then see someone. Um, depends upon uh, every individual situation, uh, but you can see a therapist as, as soon as um, you know you you think you get an injury. So we oftentimes will give you a, a better idea of what kind of injury you might have and what the healing time is and uh, how long you need to see us. So I'll say that um, you can actually do that, um, you know, as soon as possible. Yeah. So right after the injury. You can yeah, right after the injury. Therapy. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so I understand that all the top neurosurgeons in Los Angeles refer their patients to you. Um, how exactly do you help patients with neurological problems? Uh, yeah, um, I'm actually uh, we we uh, we see a lot of uh, thoracic outlet uh, syndrome patients, um, abbreviations TOS. Um, they're actually a very unique group. Uh, that's one of the neurological problems we're seeing in our practice. So um, 
Again, uh, I think the most valuable things we're doing in our practice, actually, we identified um, where the dysfunction is. We're not trying to um, to identify um, the pathological changes. We're actually identifying the dysfunction. And with that kind of approach, is actually better, uh, is actually more acceptable for those kind of a patient to to take. So, um, so especially with thoracic outlet uh, syndrome. Um, those uh, patient group because um, they're oftentimes actually in chronic pain, and not only that, it's actually a very uh, very broad um, area. It actually has a lot of different kind of uh, situation uh, ongoing. So a proper evaluation and examination to actually determine what a patient truly needs is actually very important to start um, to start uh, the patient's care, and that's what we actually uh, doing the best. I guess what I'm getting at is that I think as like you're so good at what you do that um I you know I have a friend of mine that comes and see you and not not only do you can you manipulate people physically do work with their muscles and whatnot but you can also help with neurological conditions like work with the nerves like yes. my friend she has um a problem like her her health condition kind of irritates her ocular nerve and she says that you are able to calm that down and stop that nerve from irritating her eye. And I think that's where your your genius lies is you're just so <laughs> knowledgeable at the body, not only the muscles but the nerves and everything that you're able to you know, take care of a lot of health conditions and neurological conditions that a lot of other physical therapists aren't able to touch or even know about. Yeah. Uh, again. Uh, yeah. Those are uh, those are uh, our, our, our those are our specialties. But again, we need to carefully uh, consult with um, their physicians to actually understand what the what the nature of the problem is, and then we can actually start to take care of the patient. Depends upon what kind of um, what, what kind of um, situation they're in. So. Um, it's hard to explain uh, really in the details right now, but uh, we do offer um, that kind of um, that kind of uh, specific um, treatment for um, not uh, for the, for the for, for the nerve um, situation or nerve uh, problems. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess it's kind of hard to explain how you work on nerves. <laughs> Uh, no, it's just uh, we have a pretty limited time. That that's, that should be actually a specific topic that we need to go into in or, in terms of how to how we actually help patient to to get rid of that kind of problem. So mm-hmm. uh, that way we we can actually get more specific into um, those uh, conditions. Yeah, because um, nerve um, or neurological problems is actually a too broad kind of a topic. Uh, it yeah, can that's be a whole other show. Yeah, it can be break down into a, a, a variety of uh, situations. Some situations they're really they're really actually going to be uh, beneficial from uh, from physical therapy. But some other conditions, we we when we identify that, we need other professionals um, to get in to help. So that's why I can't really answer that question um, in in a perfect way. Okay. Well, Lita, I guess that we're out of time, and I I thank you so much. I really wanted no to problem. express to people how gifted that you are, that you have so many talents, and you're able to help such a wide variety of health conditions and help people improve them and work in conjunction with their doctors to improve their not only physical problems but neurological problems as well. 
So I thank you so much for being on the show. And definitely listeners out there, if you live in the Los Angeles area, you're in pain, definitely give Leader a call. Uh, Leader, what's your phone number where people can contact you? Sure. Uh, my phone number is um, 310-209-2011, extension mm-hmm. 2. That's my office number. Okay, great. And thank you so much for being on the show, Leader. And thank I'll, you, Wendy, for um, inviting me to the show. Yeah, you have yeah, a nice day. So <laughs> All right. Okay, bye-bye. So listeners out there, don't forget, next week I'll be interviewing Van Hosema from vhpilates.com. Call in and ask a Pilates master how Pilates can help you. So talk to you soon. Thank you for listening. Uh, this is Wendy Myers signing off.